0: Welcome to Work-Life-Imbalance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman. This week on Work-Life-Imbalance, we hop in the Wayback Machine to revisit some highlights from previous episodes. Next week, we will be back with a new episode of Work-Life-Imbalance.
1: So if they really did, like, perfect, like, the lab-engineered beef, I think that could be fine. Like, if they can produce, like, marbling or something, like, it is obvious from the last 10 seconds that I am I'm am in no way any bioengineer, <laughs> so, like, I clearly don't know how this all works, uh, but if anybody out there is and <laughs> knows how to make this happen, if you can get bioengineered Kobe beef, sign me the fuck up, but until they get that...
0: It starts... By splicing some soy with a cow. And then you get a soy cow. (laughs) And from there... I'm getting the feeling you don't know how this works either. I am not a science person, Derek.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so let's let's go back to the, the vegan mac and cheese. What does it even consist of?
0: So, the macaroni out, replaced by... Sweet potato chunks. The cheese, out, replaced by kind of this cashew butter, but the cashew butter has been turned into the most foul and disgusting (laughs) substance known to man. Yeah, this was not cheese. This was (laughs) Baphomet's smegma.
1: (laughs) Oh, Christ, that is... That is a powerful pair of words.
0: <laughs> Maybe he's got a room in his house where he, you know, has built a shrine oh. to all the coffee cups that he's stolen or something. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What What if he's taking
1: the mugs and then kind of using their cells and, like, splicing DNA to make, like, the, the ultimate cool office person in a Petri dish? I can only imagine that's the case, because what the fuck else do you need with 10,000 used coffee mugs?
0: Or I was going to say, the amount of my shit that went missing, I have to assume that whatever Frankenstein's monster that he has created looks mostly like me and is probably <laughs> just my illegitimate son. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, what what did you leave in your coffee cups, Frank? <laughs> We all got to do what we got to do in the stall, Derek. <laughs> These demons don't summon themselves.
1: If somebody was unscrupulous enough, they could, in essence, use the office as kind of um, what is it, American Pickers, where they just go and they <laughs> steal shit and then they like sell it on like Letgo or eBay or something like that. You could probably, especially if you work somewhere where there are a lot of people that, that that have money or spend money on stupid gaudy shit, you know, you could make a decent amount of money. I mean, I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying it's practical. <laughs> Floyd's Cup Emporium used cup and pour him at
0: that used cup
1: and pour him <laughs> uh,
0: which only which is only used because the the name steinmart was already taken <laughs> One of the greatest disappointments of my adult life was walking into Steinmite (laughs) for the first time and realizing... There were no Steins in sight. (laughs) Not a fucking Stein to be found. Oh, God. I I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to get me one of them little lidded cups. (laughs) It's going to be great.
1: All it was was, what, like clothes? I don't even know what's in a Steinmite.
0: None of them were even Lederhosen. (laughs) See, at first with the cup thief, we attempted to just start writing our names on our possessions. Uh-huh. Under the mistaken assumption that if this person were able to identify a specific individual who they were stealing from, they would be a little less inclined <laughs> to make off with their shit. Ah, appealing
1: to their sense of humanity, whatever you put a name to a it. It goes
0: over so well with hardened criminals. <laughs>
1: yeah I- I'm guessing that did not deter them whatsoever,
0: not really. I think they became more trophy- like at that point. Like not only <laughs> not only did I steal this cool Simpsons mug, but now it's also signed by the poor bastard that no longer has this cool <laughs> Simpsons mug.
1: but this week, our featured show is the you, me, and he podcast. Rob Drew and Josh give their hilarious take on movies music and pop culture as well as stories about their own lives <laughs> they may not i i think they mentioned this in the show so it's not like i'm really like outing them or anything but but one of the things that initially drew me to them is that all three of them were members of a hardcore band together for several years and that's you know they they grew up as friends they started a metal band see it Derek,
0: is... when you're when you came open with you, me and he and then you moved on to I don't want to out them. <laughs> I thought this was going in a real different direction. No, that's <laughs> even even when you said hardcore, I was like Well, I do declare I didn't realize this is gonna be that kind of podcast, Derek. Can we do one of these where it doesn't turn into a fucking roast? <laughs> All right, Derek, are you ready for an audience question? I am ready. If you could choose a different topic or genre for your podcast, what would it be and why? Sent in by Drew from Real Feels Podcast. Now, I know that we gave Real Feels Podcast a shout out not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And I might have said some stuff that might have been rough. (laughs) And so now I'm wondering, is this them coming for
1: me? Maybe it's maybe it's a gentle suggestion. Like it's like guys, have you ever thought about doing a different type of podcast? <laughs> it's
0: like, well one I that's had good. One. <laughs> I kinda liked my concept. I was about to say that's a very hurtful
1: qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if if I had to do it do it now, it would be <laughs> it would be a queer eye fan cast. Because we have watched <laughs> like twelve episodes of Queer Eye in the last two weeks, and it is so fucking good. Well oh. maybe
0: we'll maybe we'll create a spinoff show. Uh-huh. Uh, it can be straight eye. That's not narrow. Yeah, that's all I got. All yes. I got is all I got is straight eye. Yeah. <laughs> that may be a little bit on the nose. <laughs> maybe what? maybe straight guys for the queer eye?
1: That's not bad. They are called the Fab Five. So if we could find three other fat guys, we could be the fat five. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's they've got some decent legs. Now, have have you watched the the new uh, the new reboot of Queer Eye?
0: I've I've seen season one. We haven't yet dived into season two. Yeah, I mean it. It's definitely more you know, more of the same. The
1: one thing that's so funny about watching Queer Eye uh, multiple episodes in a short stretch. Is that you watch one and you think, you know, that's very touching, this is amazing, these guys are great. But if you, you start watching several in a row, you'll start realizing all the motherfuckers they're making over look like me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> if they came in and, and did it with, with you know my house and and my body, like I think I think The the style guy would have a lot of work to do. The beautician, the uh, hygiene guy or not hygiene guy, but like uh, hair and face and stuff like he would have a lot to do. But the, you know, the relationship guy, uh, Karamo, like wouldn't have much to do. Bobby, you know, our, our house is pretty great. Like we like they could like put more stuff in it, but like it's already kind of kind of clean and minimal. So, like, they could judge it up, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, see, I my house, of course, is kind of the opposite, so all I can picture is, like, the three of them walking in and then walking out, and then there's, like, a <laughs> montage of them coming back with, like, flamethrowers or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> the style, I call into question, because invariably they're bringing these people to... Places where you buy clothes, which is not a thing that I necessarily have the luxury of doing very often,
1: and, and there really are seeing not. Seeing as a I'm ton not a human here. proportions. Oh, did they, yeah, that's actually a good point. Like, they would take you to the place that you already shop.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty much, they would be like, mm, "Shit, I think you already own." Most of the thing on the rack here. I mean, the choices uh, are
1: DXL or like Dressborn. Like that's pretty much
0: the only <laughs> option they got. They're gonna need to Thomas Crown heist movie this shit, and they're gonna have to time things that as soon as the boss walks by their desk, you know, they're up and and crouched down and dodging through the the cubicle farm in order to get to the restroom without being seen uh, and then you do your business and then you sneak back to your desk and, wow. and it was like you never left yeah I mean i I think that
1: the only problem with that is that that when somebody starts like playing the uh the mission impossible theme song on their phone uh while they're doing this. I think that could be a dead giveaway but who knows
0: yeah i i mean don't don't play at top volume the mission impossible theme
1: or hum your own theme (laughs) music while sneaking (laughs) so i say just hum it at a very low volume like
0: johnson is that you The
1: closest I have ever come to fame or stardom in my life is we actually opened for Blake Shelton. Sure. Are you not familiar with Blake Shelton or are you just not impressed?
0: Uh, We'll go with a little of column A and maybe a little column B. Who the fuck is Blake Shelton? I'm sorry. I, I do not know country music very well. He's actually one of the four coaches of, of The Voice so okay all right i i think i know the guy he's you're the one that's about.
1: won. yeah he's the guy that's won more than, than than anybody else you know people know who blake shelton is obviously you don't um there's a there's a local college shelton state community college and for their like some big anniversary they actually hired you know blake shelton to come out and and play a concert you know they they try to get some local groups to kind of fill in you know the rest of the bill and sure enough, we were one of them, and we played the opening set for Blake Fucking Shelton, and it was cool shit. Like I would have thought that opening for a country music star would at least, they would at least lend you some roadies, uh, but no. Uh, oh no, we were, I, I imagine. Essentially, they had like the main stage, and then they had us on a flatbed truck, like a big eighteen-wheel truck trailer. We were playing out there, and they kind of just unplugged us and rolled us to the side. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so you guys are done now. We're just gonna <laughs> wheel you slowly off. Just deposit us where we belong over near the porta potties. but <laughs> <laughs> now playing on the second stage near the porta potties. <laughs> Being the biggest guy, uh, again, didn't necessarily serve me well. Uh, I was not on the most physically demanding portion of the uh, proceedings. I will, I will go ahead and, and admit, and, and and that is to the good, because uh, <laughs> I, I used muscles that I haven't used before, like biceps, um, <laughs> pectorals, uh huh, you know, stuff that stuff that I don't usually use, but multiple, multiple times, like. <laughs> They're they're swinging down gigantic pieces of truss and shit on cable motors, and and they need it positioned, and so they'll have rope teams that are, like, pulling it into position as it's being lowered, and invariably there was, like, a yell across the stage for me to come over there, and everybody's like, thank God you're here, I wish you would have been here when we were setting up. (laughs) You're, you're very strong. And I was like, Uh no, I'm not very strong. I'm very heavy, (laughs) which can be kind of like strength when applied appropriately.
1: Not having to get up from my seat makes it much more likely that I will be collaborative. (laughs) I think that's, that is the full stop (laughs) statement I am prepared
0: to make. Hmm. sentient birds with a podcast called besotted geek so i'm already picturing like two pigeons and little fedoras <laughs> <laughs> uh i i think they might get
1: behind that um but they review uh nerdy and and geek movies and do lots of bits surrounding those movies such as uh for you know for example the latest sorry let me take another run of that don't worry frank through much through much exertion we will squeeze quality out of this
0: like blood from a turnip <laughs> but they remue god damn it <laughs> <laughs> remue what the uh, fuck fuck me <laughs> uh, remue now it's two cats with little fedoras <laughs> oh, god I think that's, like, a, a
1: true, like, personality disorder. Like, you pull up, like, like ten scientific journals that say something, or, you know, that that, something that somebody else said was wrong. And they're like, no, 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 they don't know what they're talking about. Motherfucker, they are scientists. They The only thing they do is the thing that you just were, like, bullshitting about. Like, I think we need to take them... A little more seriously than we take you. Um, So
0: given the current administration, that person obviously needs to be put in charge of NASA.
1: (laughs) It's working out so well so far, ain't it? Fucking Space Force. God (laughs) damn.
0: (laughs) Come on, Derek. We can't we can't get like we were all six once.
1: I'm hoping that eventually we get to the point where we have, like, the, the Terran military, like they have in StarCraft. Like, some of that kind of shit would be cool to see in my lifetime. But, uh, like, shooting Marines and in spacesuits into the atmosphere, like, that doesn't seem like the proper way to do it. But what, what the fuck do I know?
0: I mean, there was um, that flat Earth asshole who built himself a rocket to prove that the Earth was flat. So I could totally see them just <laughs> shooting fucking Marines into... Low Earth orbit to be like, yep, we've got a space force. It, it's a very thorny issue to get people to believe things that are in fact correct when they are mistaken because coming at it by saying this is the mistake that you've made, their instinct is more often than not to double down on their horseshit. What type of shenanigans
1: could you pull on this person to somehow condition them to stop uh, acting like a know-it-all
0: the only thing i can think of is that you're gonna have to get a tranquilizer gun and a shot okay. collar <laughs> why both well you gotta trank them so that you can get the shot collar on them <laughs> but yeah he's at a he's at a scottish animal sanctuary apparently and they, they have had to put arbuckle on a diet because he weighs entirely too much
1: So was he wild to begin with and, you know, they caught him and, you know, he was just that fat or did he get that fat in captivity?
0: I think he was, I think he was a captive uh, hedgehog who was, who was probably well-loved in terms of feeding um, before, I guess, being surrendered to the animal sanctuary.
1: (laughs) Sorry, to
0: just the thought that like y- you can tell how
1: much an animal lo- was loved by you know how fat it is. I clearly was loved very very much.
0: Oh yeah, uh, both and of us still loved very very much. <laughs> we are we are both very well loved. <laughs> Nobody has thus surrendered me to an animal sanctuary yet. For them to put my ass on a diet though. They're just keeping him on a, on a portion diet. He's no longer being fed with the rest of the hedgehogs because when they went to feed the rest of the hedgehogs at one point, <laughs> he didn't go to the feeding area because he okay. was too fat to move. <laughs> oh. And I guess in and, in and oh, of itself, nice. that is something of a diet. I mean, like he's, sure. he's on a diet until he can get over to where the food is. He doesn't eat any food. <laughs>
1: I I thought you were going to say that he was like uh they they tried to feed the other hedgehogs and he was you know king of the fucking mountain and basically protected the food so that he could eat it all and that's why he was so portly but no he, he he was past that to the point where he could no longer even waddle to his food bowl Yeah I think
0: he was he was king of hedgehogs carried on a palanquin at that point like no longer no longer the battle king that he had been in his youth it's now the twilight age of King Arbuckle of the Hedgehogs. <laughs> it's like a fucking Brian Jacques Redwall novel. <laughs> <laughs> Next but up yeah, is going to no, be no. a Winnie the Pooh and Mad Max crossover. <laughs> you see uh, Pig uh, like jumping off the top of the tree. Witness me. <laughs> Don't bother.
1: Riding to Valhalla, shiny and (laughs) chrome.
0: It's so so fucking dumb. (laughs) Oh, I don't know, man. If I, if I were in any way an artist, I know what I would be drawing now.
1: Half the places that I have worked have shared office buildings with one another, not at the same exact time, but at different points in time. So yeah, there's a a lot of Eskimo brothers happening. I'm waiting to... (laughs) In order to make that commute, to keep it to that 45 minutes, I had to start coming in at 7 a.m., I left the house at six, and let me tell you this, Frank. I don't think I've ever been that cranky for a seven-month period in my life. That was case in proof that I am not a morning person, and there is no amount of money and/or cool job that will make me a morning person. Because <laughs> getting up, you know, getting up at five thirty was was just fucking awful. Um, but that's what I had to do to try to get that that commute down, or at least keep it reasonable. And then See, Derek, because of the commute. I'm just you from the past. Uh-oh. <laughs> that, uh there's there's a few things
0: that I need to take some notes. Hold on. <laughs> so I realized something while you were while you were uh talking, Derek. How and much I fucking talk? Yeah. No, me too. <laughs> the the amount to which you talk about the amount to which you work out. Here's my fear. <laughs> one of these days we're gonna end up at like a podcast convention or another and people are gonna meet us for the first time that have been fans (laughs) of our show for a while most most of my fucking comedy most of my fucking comedy involves us joking about the fact that we're fat dudes and i don't necessarily (laughs) want to roll up in there and i've got fucking adonis next to me (laughs)
1: even with the finest sculptor on the planet you could not turn my marbly mess into into adonis so we'll put that out there so there there is a ceiling to how close to perfection i could possibly get i'm putting in a lot of work but i'm also putting a lot of food into my mouth so if if we were to stick to the diet yes then you may have concerns about like rolling up to the podcast convention with like fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin sitting in your passenger seat. Uh, but I, I don't think I don't think we are anywhere near that. But, but I appreciate that you fear that. That's great. That might give me
0: might give you some extra motivation. I was gonna say next time you guys are thinking about a cheat day just tell Jessica like I got to eat this pizza or else all of Frank's comedy goes straight in the shitter. <laughs> You oh, ain't going to be able to make no two fat dude jokes anymore. It's going to be fat guy <laughs> and then other guy.
1: <laughs> maybe one day that'll be a goal. When our comedy has run out as the two fat guys, you know, maybe we can have some evolution into the one fat guy, one fit guy. My guess is that I will talk a lot about protein. I mean, <laughs> with the amount that we talk about getting to Flavor Town and shit like that, we already talk about protein quite a bit. So <laughs>
0: Uh, Derek, I'm going to end up having to take up the gauntlet you throw down. Sorry, I got off a topic. I'm just sitting here while while you were talking about how often you got to leave the office in order to, to get to the gym. And I'm like, damn, this motherfucker is at the gym all the goddamn time.
1: All right. Do you know what fucking time it is, Frank?
0: what time is it derek is it is it time for me to have my mind fucking blown yes it absolutely is roll that beautiful
1: bean footage
0: gather round kitties let me spin you a tale
1: of audio adventure from two fat guys so pale we found these shows and we laughed till we pooed. and we've got a feeling that you'll like them too the Indie Podcast Corner.
0: See, Derek, what I love most about that <laughs> is the low rent minstrelry. <laughs> See, this this is what's so fucking frustrating. That is six <laughs> weeks in the making. Six <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Shit, god man nah, that's that's the oh. intro to like my college robin hood play you know or something like that it took a lot of fucking work to make, to make it sound that low budget no like, i know holy it was, shit that's that's some skill oh people god, are like we couldn't man. make it sound that shitty if we tried and and derrick's like <laughs> you say that <laughs> the question that they were
1: talking about was did 90s cartoons create furries (laughs) Uh... (laughs) and my response to that is yes they absolutely did lola bunny was way too fucking hot for space jam like that was a that was a kid's cartoon they were they should be ashamed of their fucking selves
0: see now Uh... i have to disagree Derek, because i think this shit started a decade earlier with the 80s with what? With all the fucking Disney cartoons that came out in the '80s, like Robin Hood. That- you have no idea how much yeah. thirst there is on the internet for fucking Robin Hood or that chicken that plays the lute.
1: <laughs> Wait, what?
0: I thought <laughs> you were talking about like Maid Marian or something. Were you talking about the fucking chicken? <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow uh i think 90s cartoons created a new generation of furry but but yeah the uh the robin hood see they um, keep
0: they keep doing it and redoubling on it though because i think it might have finally gone away but then they had that zootopia movie that's
1: gonna be a problem in about 10 years like there's there's a lot of exploration going on with that movie that uh parents are gonna have some uncomfortable conversations with children about it never ends it's a cycle The furries grow up to create movies to create more
0: furries. When will the cycle end? Anyway. (laughs) When when will they learn they have meddled in things that man was not meant to meddle in? See, this entire time, we thought it was some sort of fucking Necronomicon shit that was going to summon up the old gods. No, no, the thing that man was not meant to know was exactly how sexy bunnies are. (laughs) I've killed Derek. Oh my god.
1: See, I knew furries were going to kill me one day. I knew it years ago, and it's coming to fruition.
0: (laughs) You just thought it was going to be at the bottom of the worst gift pile. (laughs) When grocery stores finally go ahead and throw something away, it's only because they had to to stop it from escaping the store under its own power. (laughs) Like, uh, <laughs> they don't throw away shit when it goes bad. They throw away shit when it goes worst. <laughs> <laughs> they throw it away when it becomes sentient. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, um, the worst thing that happened was someone picked up a jar of pickles um, okay. on one of the aisles. And I don't know why. I guess they looked at the expiration date and, in shock and disbelief,. <laughs> It slipped from their nerveless fingers and fell to the ground. And those pickles had gone bad a long time ago. And pickles? Really? Like you you make pickles to preserve things specifically right, for a
1: long fucking
0: time. Pickles are a thing that's not supposed to go bad, so when pickles go bad,
1: <laughs> they go real bad. <laughs> mm, they
0: go unholy levels of bad. Like the stench that came out of that goddamn jar was driving people out of the fucking building. When you cut up a lot of cilantro and it gets all over you, it's a fairly pervasive smell, but it's a pleasant one. And I can tell you from personal experience that cilantro does a pretty good job of covering up fucking trash. (laughs) And I mean, it's it's a pretty decent chick magnet. Indeed, except approximately 20% of the population hates cilantro.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. so I know some people say that it tastes like soap. Does it smell bad to them too?
0: You know, I don't don't know. I haven't asked. I think so. I think they just have like an immediate sort of triggered response. They're like, oh God, not cilantro. That tastes like soap. Yeah, kind of like me
1: in in licorice root, which also is like star anise,
0: but uh, I
1: refuse to call it anise root. Or Star Anise. (laughs) Because
0: I think everybody has a problem with the anise. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I haven't been to a water park in probably longer than that. And being me and and me-shaped, I didn't exactly enjoy the water sports.
1: Okay. You can't say that phrase. That that has taken on a whole new meaning in the internet era. Water festivities. There we The go. water nobody, festivities.
0: Nobody can make a pee-pee joke out of that one. <laughs> there are no tapes hanging out in Russian hands right now of my vacation. So while we were up there, we went to the Wisconsin Dells area. And uh, went to went to a water park up there, and it was it was quite a bit of fun. I didn't go on a lot of the water things, uh, mostly because I didn't want there to be one of those news at eleven fat <laughs> man stuck in a tube. What's
1: I about to say?
0: <laughs> I didn't want to wind up with a fucking evening news. <laughs> Alabama man stuck in tube. <laughs>
1: but no there there there's a very good reason why I don't go to to water parks that often, and by and large uh people go to water parks so that they're not assaulted by uh large sea beasts and you know whenever I show up, you know they're you know they they start ringing the bells like <laughs> here comes the sea beast, and I'm like, no guys guys, it's just a it's just a great you know swim trunks, maybe a tank top. Like, I know that I'm thematically, maybe thematically sized for some sort of sea beast, but you don't, you don't got to make a guy feel self-conscious. Instead of the great white, you're merely the, yeah, okay, white. (laughs) (laughs) Oof, cutting me down. Oof.
0: (laughs) I mean, with me reviewing things like, uh, that uh, Ken doll from the early 90s and <laughs> Chuck Tingle books. Cockering Ken, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much two guys in the closet already, so. <laughs> we
1: do talk a lot about Guy Fieri's semen a lot. An unconscionable amount.
0: <laughs> I don't think anybody in the gay community wants to hear that much about Guy Fieri's semen. <laughs> it's spicy. <laughs>
1: Do you think he gels his pubes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh God! Got little, got little frosted tips on him. Little frosted tips going on in the downstairs area. <laughs> <laughs> we are not helping our case, Frank. Um. <laughs> no, we are not, Derek. <laughs> So I could see where suspenders would be like a, a pretty big help there and would probably give me a, a better overall silhouette. <laughs> kind of a bifurcated watermelon is not a great look, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Especially, I think you've seen those videos online where they take the watermelon and uh, <laughs> and keep adding them to it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, I might, I might bite the bullet uh, at some point and get some suspenders. Cause I know they've, they've also got like all plastic suspenders specifically for travel. Oh, okay. And one of the least favorite parts of the whole travel <laughs> deal for me, when I'm getting on the airplane, is to take off your belt and put it on the the conveyor belt because it's it's a fucking dangerous move. You've got
1: a very slim margin of time to where you essentially have to take it take it off, carefully walk, get in the scanners, you know, do a couple jumping jacks, and hope that you can retrieve retrieve your belt before the slow oh, yeah. slide into Ass Town.
0: I mean, we are we are one bump. We are one fast move from me doing the perv waddle.
1: For uh, for those of our listeners who are not familiar with southern slang, uh, haint is just a a ghost or spirit, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's just a, a very southern southernism for for a haunt. Uh, mm-hmm. so <laughs> don't, don't go in my trailer. It's hainted. It
1: ain't hainted. <laughs> that's, that's what I like most about my trailers. Uh, if they ain't hainted. Yeah. I mean, that's on the <laughs> listing for, for most if, trailers
0: that I'm looking at.
1: <laughs> I look, I'm looking for two things, three things, working toilets ain't hainted, and possum free or fairly possum free. Like, I was
0: going to say, I, I think possum-free <laughs> in its entirety
1: is something of a large order. Right, yeah. I, I prefer my possum in the fridge, waiting to be cooked for dinner.
0: See? And that's that's why your house can at best be only partially possum-free, because you got to include the stuff in the deep freeze.
1: I don't know, man. I don't
0: think I could kill any possums with my Camry. <laughs> <laughs> You just there's a there's a series of bumps, and then Jessica looks back and just yells, "Go faster, Derek! All you did was make it angry."
1: <laughs> Frank, the deep dive today is about getting laid off or fired. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about this particular topic?
0: You, you can go right oh, to hell, Frank, Derek, for bringing this up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm still sensitive about it. That's a tender place with me at, at this particular juncture in time.
1: Yeah, so so I guess getting laid off is a little bit softer. Like you said, it definitely sounds different when you explain it, saying, yeah, I got fired from that job for for stuffing all the french fries in my mouth before I gave them to customers. Versus I was laid off for stuffing all the french fries in my mouth before giving them to customers.
0: Um, may, maybe not in that particular Because the second case. one, they, <laughs> you know, they demoed it in a couple of markets. wow. Um, <laughs> the response was that people weren't necessarily getting on board with the pre-chewed french fry offering and the organization decided they needed to right size by eliminating the position of french fry stuffer and the other one is you got fired for being a nasty goddamn animal (laughs) see
1: just just that that one change of phrase i think makes all the difference The only time I've actually been, been let go was from Circuit City. There was a time when it was actually a pleasure to work at Circuit City. Like, there is a lot of very valuable skills that I learned while working at Circuit City. It did inflict me with a particular ailment called customer representative phone call voice. So anytime... <laughs> and, and this has been this way... I haven't worked at Circuit City in 11 years. I haven't worked in a true customer service representative role in like 10 years, you know, you get a call and it's like, thank you for calling Circus city. This is Derek speaking. How may I help you? <laughs> and my, and to this day, my wife says that I still sound exactly fucking like that. No matter who I'm talking to.
0: Uh, this right. time I, I went into the new role, went on vacation for a week, was back for two days and was walked out of the building. <sighs> It's right. it's not fun by any stretch of the imagination. It's it's more the sort of being left in a limbo state. Uh, you know, cuz right now uh, every every expenditure when when you're in a situation <laughs> like this, you're like, eh, do I really need that light? <laughs> Nah, I'm sorry, I'll just be dark Just in general, yeah. Uh, let, let's just go in the dark
1: I mean, whenever your income is kind of cut off like that Essentially, whatever amount you have is basically water in a bucket And every single thing you do, you're just draining a little bit of the of water out of that bucket And without more water going in, eventually it will run dry And I, I don't mean, <laughs> I'm not feigning to like Why are y'all flushing that toilet
0: so much? You need to, <laughs> need to knock that off I mean i don't make irresponsible choices with my money derek every single one of those bets on the corgi races were a sure thing
1: (laughs) daddy's little ankle biter was a sure bet but damn it if he didn't take a shit in the third lap i was wrong i was wrong (laughs) somebody fed him the wet food and didn't tell you it's irresponsible not not you, the person who bet your, your mortgage payment on the Corgi races. It's the cheating bastards that tried to fix it.
0: Exactly. Fixing a Corgi race is about the lowest thing you can do. I mean, literally, they're very short dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they got them stubby little legs. <laughs>
1: I have a very bad like when the cat's away, the mice will play syndrome, and it's not intentional like I ain't it's not like I got shit that i that I want to do instead of work. it's just that like man ain't nobody here it'd be it'd be a waste if I worked and nobody saw it <laughs> I'll just work twice as fast when they get back, yeah yeah those are those are from our wonderful friends uh jason and aaron walker from the for better or worse podcast they're awesome and you're sweet as fucking sugar and it makes me angry
0: yeah i know it's hard to be as nasty as we are (laughs) this isn't easy Uh,
1: being this foul and vile takes a lot of work and i'm just mad that y'all don't have to do it All right, Frank, roll that theme music.
0: Oh, I will, and I will take such pleasure in it, Derek. Just visualize me biting my lip sensuously. Fucking Christ, no. (laughs) Christ, (laughs) are you shitting me?
1: (laughs) Jesus, tap dancing Christ, I will not. that's the price of success right there. <laughs> and it tastes like ramen noodles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it Tastes like dried beans and sadness. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got to write down on my shopping list here, dried beans. Oh, Frank, you're killing me. I'll buy you some <laughs> high quality
1: ramen noodles. I know where to get the good stuff.
0: Oh I yeah. Can... You got, you got some of those, uh, that, I got the hookup. Just give you the top line and, and we'll play how much am I actually going to get roulette. You know, sometimes it, it's nerve wracking, but sometimes it can be exciting.
1: Like see that first paycheck, except for the time when I took a pay cut and I was like, oh, it's not going to be that bad. And then I saw the first check and I was like, <laughs> oh, 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 it's oh. real bad. Oh, this, this is no bueno. No. <laughs>
0: Remember how you like to get those Brazilian blowouts every two weeks, dear? (laughs) Okay, I don't know what a Brazilian blowout is.
1: But But it does seem like a service we could stop and still survive. (laughs) Yeah, let us punch that clock. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can buy us a coffee or two at bit.l... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you're going to kill me, Frank. Oh, I'll buy you a coffee, Frank. Not not like Starbucks, but like I'll buy you like I buy I buy you a couple of cured K-cups. How about that?
0: If I tried to <laughs> rappel down a building, the resultant <laughs> friction from my gloves on the rope would cause me to burst into flames. Oh, as God. I scream the Wilhelm scream plummet to the earth.
1: For for like like fifty stories too. Like I'm sure I I don't know exactly what building they're they're repelling off of, but it is a it is a skyscraper, so it's at least like twenty, thirty, forty floors um that'd be a decent while to scream on your way down to your inevitable death look i do not mean for us to sit there and and jen if if you listen to this podcast i'm i'm not trying to scare you i swear to god i am not (laughs) (laughs) i am merely projecting i am projecting my own problems uh into your situation and i am very sorry you got it you can do it (laughs) it'll be fine (laughs)
0: I know that's a tough act to follow. I did not mean to, to steal the wind from thine sails. Oh, you d- you didn't take the thunder out. So it mine is about. Oh, wait, too- <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that sounded like a like a terrible euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I do is a terrible euphemism, Derek. <laughs> Pardon me while I take the thunder out. <laughs>
1: A lot of metalheads, you know, kind of see their their kindred or see their kin and are like, "Yeah, these guys are." I don't care who you are, you can you can come and mosh with us. That that's a pretty heartwarming thing. Like, I think the most extreme version of that are the followers of the Insane Clown Posse. Oh I yeah, think
0: the the ICP folks. Those guys are uh, what, what are they? Those, what do they call
1: uh, them? Uh, Juggalos. Juggalos. That's it. I I think Juggalos. They have formed a bond that really just kind of, it it kind of crosses all barriers between, you know, age and sex and race and all this kind of thing. Like it is, it is actually, you know, once you (laughs) taste, once you cross that barrier into being a juggalo, uh, you are embraced by the warm, loving arms of an entire community of people that, um, you know, just
0: want... Enjoy room temperature Faygo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm it's not going to with no Juggalos. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh... I've got... I have nothing but love for uh, the Peaceable Juggalos. I, I honestly, I think there's some sort of like... Um, in every city, there's a signal all the police chiefs have, so that they just like just shoot a spotlight of a hatchet into the sky, and all the juggalos come out of the woodwork to <laughs> to help with whatever. Uh, oh, oh God, the the dam is broken! <laughs> Call the juggalos.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta love a group of people that sticks together that well, but. Uh... <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I want to call the juggalos per se, like they might make the damn break worse. Right. I mean, they're trying (laughs) to help, but.
1: (laughs) The topic for the deep dive this week is job hunting. Frank, you've been pounding the pavement a bit this last week. What words of wisdom do you have for our wonderful audience?
0: I mean I don't I don't know about pounding the pavement at this point, Derek. I've I've already given up um spending most of my time on the couch in my underwear. <laughs> watching so, Netflix. Honestly, so... I was kinda hoping that you had a line in on something. Uh and you could help a brother out. Uh
1: But I think you bring up an interesting point is that there is a huge difference in searching for a job because you want to. And searching for a job because you have to. Um, yes, because <laughs> with the exception of the like the one I talked about last week, I have left my job after already having another job. Um, all of my software gigs, I have you know secured other employment and then gone to work at a different uh, different company. And la dee da braggart. I'm not trying to brag, Frank. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> making fucking conversation here. Um. <laughs> so how do you handle if somebody's applying for your company that you really don't want to work for your company this is unrelated i promise but mm-hmm. how- it's pointed <laughs> isn't it <laughs> uh, let's see I how was- it is derek <laughs> <laughs> all right frank roll that theme music <sighs> <laughs> what no no lip biting or inappropriate comments <laughs> i
0: just i don't have it in me right now derek i'm like the job hunts taking I, it out of you job hunts taking it out of me man <laughs> i'm i'm mostly just like i might just sing hard rock candy mountain i i know what you're referring to but it's a, a depression era hobo song okay i did not know that bit of context um <laughs> you never know when you're gonna have to haul out depression arrow hobo traveling songs derek <laughs>
1: i think i'm a little further from it than you are though
0: <laughs> just get the indie podcast shit <laughs> I
1: used to skateboard, so, uh, excuse me. I used to try to skateboard. There is a video that exists somewhere on a VHS tape of me, uh, essentially trying to like jump up onto a like a cooler, and I like clip the top of it and just fucking beef it right on top of the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, oh my god! Uh, one of so my that's friends. That's on YouTube somewhere, right? No, I wish it was, but he 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 actually lost a VHS tape. I promise I did not burn it in some sort of dark ceremony in my backyard. I I, I really desperately want to find the video of me like <laughs> just just eating shit on top of that cooler.
0: So just eating
1: <laughs> shit on that cooler. Huh? And like the sound effects are perfect because I'm like you just hear me kind of like because they they call it an acid drop. Like basically, you just kind of like hop on top of something and then you just jump off of it and kind of throw the skateboard underneath you. Um, I didn't even get that far. Like the the skateboard part was irrelevant. Like I just couldn't jump on top of the fucking <laughs> cooler and uh, and the sound effects that came out of my body. It was like <laughs> thump 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 thump. <laughs> it was so beautiful. It it was my it was my least proud moment, but also one of the one of the few pieces of video that exist of me. You know, it's really sad. There's only really like I would say there's probably 10 videos total of existence with me in it, uh two of which are musical theater and one is me just eating shit on top of a cooler. Um <laughs> 30% Thirty percent of my body of content in the world is uh, subpar. I gotta say.
0: I think the good news is I haven't been a shitbag to anybody. <laughs> little uh,
1: little prima strategy guide for not being called out on doing shitty things is to yeah, just they're... not do shitty things. <laughs> I got the cheat codes to
0: that one. <laughs> and got the, got the game fucking genie for that one. <laughs> it's down, down, left, left, up, up, right, right. A, B, A, C, A, B, B, don't do that shit. <laughs> be, be, be an okay fucking person. Oh. Be a human being. That's a good start. <laughs> and hey, I get it. I have trouble with that one sometimes.
1: <laughs> it, it's, it's more of an innocent type of bad. It's like, oh, <laughs> Frank threw me out a window again. Ha ha ha. That's It's yeah, what is it? It must just be a regular opportunity, Thursday. Right. <laughs> nobody, nobody is safe from being uh, fenestrated by Frank. <laughs> or defenestrated, excuse me
0: yeah I mean fenestrated is possibly where I toss them into <laughs> the window, a window. <laughs>
1: <laughs> This one is by user flip dip skipnip. I will repeat that flip dip skipnip a lot of yeah a lot of uh sibilant letters and plosives in there, so I hope you all enjoyed that I mean um, it's a
0: thing that you do in Iowa. Um, so a lot of people outside of the Midwest might not have heard the skip dip, nip flip. <laughs>
1: so, so what you're saying is I should have repeated it a third time so that you could properly execute, uh, the aforementioned joke. <laughs> All right, Frank, you want to punch the clock?
0: No, Derek, I don't. Cause I don't have a job. I'll, I'll clock
1: out. And then I'll meet you in the I'll meet you in the parking lot with those daddy
0: ices. <laughs> All right. I mean we could go to the bar, but you're gonna have to buy. Um <laughs> we'll go But I'll I'll get you back later. Uh
1: can we go to one of those uh college bars that have like the the cheap well drinks? I think we can
0: get Oh yeah.
1: We can get good and rightly fucked up on those.
0: <laughs> Two dollar wells is where it's at. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gonna make me cry.